Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thing. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Pass it on. Here's a short quiz. Who won Best Actress last year? Who won the World Series two years ago? And finally, name your favorite teacher. Pass it on. Now I'm guessing that the last question was the easiest. Why is that? Because that person made a difference in your life. So go ahead and make a difference. Because making a difference is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski. The dingarona. The ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger. Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, 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 you know what time it is. It's time to set this place on fire. Welcome to Atlanta's hottest hip-hop radio show, where we keep it real, keep it raw, and keep those beats banging all morning long. Here at KLP Entertainment. Live from our radio stations of Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 radio station. ATL's very own KLP, Kennedy Lucas. And this is KLP in the morning. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. Welcome back to this morning's episodic crazy podcast. This is the KLP in the morning, and I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Welcome back to the podcast. Once again, guys, of course, our our second episode this week, uh, I am number one glad to be back here in the studio of course we've got we got simone and, and, and t is also here in the studio but we have my girl addison 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 is back into the studio um 
wanted to announce this real quick because if you guys haven't been following our youtube channel over at klp entertainment which you should by the way like comment and subscribe to that channel but if you've been listening to this week's episodes right sports talk new logo the voice actors not only just voice actors but reporters of course we've have all of our our people back into the studio new studio new business new studio new building right here in the slab dab of atlanta so it's good to have the business back sports talk is back and we we're adding some new voices right you know you got christina colin and 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 tyrus and and james and, and alan cooper they're still part of the show but when i have so much talent on our roster i gotta get i gotta give them their shine guys I, I just have to right as a business owner and being a ceo and just really going it in so i gotta i gotta get them in right i just i have to have them in so again if you haven't seen the latest episodes two episodes of sports talk it is available right now on our youtube any audio platform you get your podcast from and also it's on our instagram so you can follow either the Heat 94.6 Instagram or Swanky 93.3. Uh, those are our two radio stations, by the way. Uh, you can follow both follow both accounts on Instagram, really, but you can watch it there as well. So uh, that that show, the, the show is accessible for everywhere. So like it, comment, and subscribe. So we've got everybody here in the studio. She's going to give us uh, our news report today as well. So we're bringing some elements back that we, we used to have on the, on the podcast show, T. We're bringing it back, right? So I'm excited. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. It is a wonderful, wonderful November 10th. We've got a full show today. Early morning. It's, it's Friday. Very, very excited to get this episode done because my plans, my plans this weekend, of course, uh, I like to share, get a little, not too much personal tea on the podcast, but you know, just to give the give our fan base what my plans is, our plans are for the weekend. After this podcast this morning, I got a couple of meetings and a couple of meetups here in Atlanta. Uh, I've got a little bit of some institution work uh, to do today, and then after that, I'm heading to my uh, second home and I'm relaxing. I'm going to the gym. Uh, I am getting uh, the new camera I mentioned shipped to my house so I can unbox it and really toy it out and bring it here to the studio so that way we have that here as our equipment as well so it's gonna be a grand slam weekend comment below what are you doing what are your plans this weekend we have a lot of things planned up i might have to do espn this weekend too i don't know um so we've got some some things planned for sure on the show uh klp in the morning guys if you guys love the show by all means please leave us a like comment share with your friends on any audio platform you're getting your podcast or your radio show from um before we get to this this news topic of conversation of course i wanted to announce another thing another award for klp entertainment for sure of course klp entertainment is is officially a finalist in the 2023 emerging entrepreneurs awards now what this is is the uh, gwinnett county a county here in Georgia, Gwinnett County, has recognized our business within the Gwinnett Chambers of Commerce, and we're officially a finalist for the Emerging Entrepreneurship Catalog or category for the Small Business Awards presented by the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. So, huge award. I have been nominated two years ago, I want to say. I want to say it was 2021. I want to say I was nominated for 
um, and I was a finalist for the small, I think it's emerging small businesses, or I forgot what that category was two years ago. But this category this year is the emerging uh, entrepreneurs for the uh, small business awards presented by the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. So I'm very, very excited. Um, yes, it's it's me as the CEO of the of of course KLP Entertainment, but it's everybody that's here in the studio, uh, T, Simone, Addison. Uh, my, my co-stars, my, my co-host, uh, my producers, other directors, shout out to Grant, right? Because he's one of our major directors for filming. So, you know, it's everybody that works with KOP Entertainment that really helped the business grow to a media conglomerate that it is here in Atlanta today. So um, I'm very, very thankful for the, the nomination. I'm thankful for being a finalist. Um, I'm stoked. I'm happy about it. And, you know, win or lose, we're still going to be doing our thing. We're still poking out this podcast. We're still doing shows for KLP Entertainment throughout the week. So I I can't thank you guys enough. I really can't. So, yeah. So very, very excited for that. That's just something that I had to get off my chest because we've got the nomination. Well, the official email about us being finalists yesterday. So very, very stoked about that. Again, humble, blessed, highly favored. I'm just thankful. I'm just, I'm so thankful. Now, y'all came on the show because we got to talk about some stuff on the show. And we're going to talk about that stuff on the show. Now, the question of today, the question of the podcast. Now, this is has something to do with relationships. I know I dabble in relationships a whole, a whole lot. You know, I talk about it a lot in a lot of shows. But this is the question that's been floating around my messages has been floating around my twitter and it's been floating around social media and i don't think i ever asked our fan base this question so this is a open-ended question to all of our fan base that's listening to this morning's show you can comment below in whatever comment box you're watching the show from or just dm me if you want right the question becomes how do you shoot your shot that is a question that is a huge question that i'm asking a lot of people now it's not it's not a a conversation or a question towards my male counterparts it could be for my female counterparts as well right you could be for anybody it really can be for anybody how do you shoot your shot now i've had it to where i've shot my shot many 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 times right many of those times i've been rejected i'm okay with rejection I am because I'm I'm not saying that I'm used to being rejected. Right. But I shot my shot to where, hey, I like you and I want you. So then I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do my thing. Right. So I ended up going in there, shooting my shot. And when I shot my shot, I ended up getting rejected. Obviously, I've been rejected so many times. I've been accepted so many times. Uh, I've been accepted one time. I asked a girl to, uh, what was it, Cheesecake Factory, and I ended up going, taking her out to a date on Cheesecake Factory, right? Uh, there's been multiple times where I express my feelings to somebody, and then you get the famous thing that, that girls would say, in my predicament, girls would say, oh, you're so sweet. Fellas, when a girl tells you or again hey if you are a male seeking another male it can go so it can go the same way but my 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 people if you shoot your shot to somebody and they begin with oh you're so sweet you know you rejected that's it you know you rejected oh 
you're so sweet. You know you reject it. When, when you first start, when they first start with that first sentence, oh, you so sweet, you are getting ready to get rejected, right? Now, I have had a moment where I told a girl how I felt about her and she didn't lead with that, right? So she was stunned. I remember to like it was just she was so stunned because she did not know what to do or what to say. She didn't give me the Ugh, look. She didn't start with, oh, you're so sweet. She just didn't know what to say because she just I guess she never knew that I liked her. Right. So after that, we ended up filling it out. And, you know, she said, well, hey, you know, I'm, I don't know what to say, but I, I feel like we should go on on a date. Right. I say to a lot of people, too, a bad way to shoot your shot, don't shoot your shot over text. I know we're in this new generation and a lot of people would text somebody, hey, I like you, let's go out through via a text. Let me tell you, some people don't like that, right? Some people want to be having you shoot their shot at them in person, right? Because you're going, not going out of your way for that person, but you're going um, out of your way to really meet up with somebody with scheduling and timing especially us us adults where we have to work full-time you have to make that time work right so when somebody comes up to you personally and tells you hey i like you then that's a good way to shoot your shot honestly right um i do say i like to shoot my shot where i think i can get that person right i and i used to when i was a kid guys believe it or not i used to go for some some people that or some girls that were so out of my league yeah i i until this day i know a lot of girls that are friends with me but i they're so out of my league like i'm not in in the same league as them i'm not even gonna try it then again i'm not really liking girls who are not with my personality if you're not with my personality then we can always be friends but i don't see us being a love connection there if you if you have nothing in common with me and you just don't know how I am as a person and you want somebody just out of character, I'm not going to give that to you. Right. I've had it to where, where, uh, also I liked a girl. Then my buddy liked the same girl. And now we have to be in competition. Now I'm in that mode where like now, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to want to compete for this. Right. And I know a lot of people might say, oh, you a sucker, Kennedy, for that. But no, I'm not going to compete with you just to get somebody. Right. That person has to like me for me. And if you don't like me for me, so be it. There's billions of girls in this world. I'll find another one. Right. And then when I find another one, that's probably going to be the one that really has that same uh, personality as me. Right. So that's the one thing I don't do. I don't go for the same uh, uh, go for somebody who is number one out of my league and number two, a little bit stuck up and just want somebody who is don't act like themselves. You're not going to see that for me. Sorry, honey. You're not the one. Right. But I have met where I shot my shot uh, when, you know, there's a there's a same there's a, a girl, for an example, and. She has the same personality as me and she likes the same interests as I do, then yeah, I might go for it. Right? Because really, and this is for anybody, not just me, me for a girl. You know, if you again a guy that's shooting your shot at another guy, it goes both ways. The same vice versa with girls. You know, if somebody, if you shoot your shot shot with somebody, the worst thing 
the worst answer they can say is I'm not interested. I think though, when somebody tells you that you shouldn't be so upset, right? You shouldn't be mad. I've seen it in, in, especially in institutions where, you know, you would have a, uh, somebody liking somebody shooting their shot and then they get rejected and then they start acting crazy, right? Never do that right there's like i say and like i mentioned there's billions of other girls in this world or billions of other people i should say in this world that you're gonna find your mr or mrs right you're gonna find your right you kept going for the wrong you're gonna find your right eventually you will it may not happen today it may not happen tomorrow but if you're patient is going to come Right. Because a lot of people and I remember when I went to went to a Halloween party a couple of days ago, um, one of my friends said, hey, are you still? Hey, are you single? You got a girlfriend? And I tell him respectfully, no, not yet, but I'm not desperate. Right. I know my time will come. I know that Mrs. Wright is going to come around the corner and she's going to be the perfect match for me. But right now I'm cool. I'm chilling. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm cool because I know who I am. I know that what I can bring to the table. And then in last episode, I said, you know, relationships are a little bit tricky because a lot of people want to get married and have kids and all that. I'm not looking to do all that right now. So that might be uh, uh, to some people that might be a disqualifier, uh, disqualifier right there, because I'm not willing to get married and have kids at age 27 when I got so much other shit to do. Right. So it's a tricky situation. That's how I shoot my shot. If I really like somebody, I personally like to tell them up front. Right. And anticipate that the worst answer they can say is no, then that's it. I also don't think it's going to make the friendship awkward. I know a lot of people are scared to uh, shoot your shot for a friend that is perhaps your best friend. Right. And they are are afraid to say this is my best friend i don't want to lose that friendship because i tried to shoot my shot right so i don't think that's if you have a true 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 friendship then if you shoot your shot with your friend that you best friend that you really like then and and if they say no then your friendship's not going to get ruined if that's a true true friendship in my opinion right that's just how i i see it um i never shoot my shot at the gym oh by golly guys y'all know i'm a gym fitness guy i see it all the time at the gym i do dudes shooting over not not even just shooting your shot overly shooting your shot at the gym where it's kind of stockish it's kind of creepy it's weird she leaves the gym early because she feels creeped out because you keep staring at her you keep kept wanting to talk to her and shoot a shot at her and all she wants to do is fucking work out and you keep bugging her you know i've seen that a lot at the gym i do and it is weird i tell to all of mine this is really based on my experience i see a lot of douchey guys do this douchey guys out there that go to the gym please just go to the gym work out and just do your business and leave like women this is just my experience guys women don't want to be hoggled down harassed at the gym when all she's trying to do is get her body right for the fall right and i see it you know a lot especially at crunch and snailville shout out to them can't wait to see them on this weekend but crunch snailville you know you got a lot of cute girls with the with the legging shorts and the tank top and and they look cute now i ain't gonna lie but i'm not gonna overly 
stare and just stare and try to walk up to her and try to harass her and, and talk to her so much because I'm trying to shoot my shot. And all she's trying to do is lift her weights and get her get her business done. Right. One thing I do, too, at the gym while while I'm on that tangent of not shooting your shot and the gym, you know, I'm working out. Cute girl comes over. And I'm waiting for her to make that first move. Like if I'm working out and she don't want to talk and she's right in front of me, bending all down and giving me a a show, I'm going to turn my body around and look the other way because I don't want to come off as the creeper. That's not how I shoot my shot. If here's how I shoot my shot, we'll move on to the next topic. But how I shoot my shot, I'm lifting weights. Cute girl comes right near me. She's lifting. And if she says, hey, are you using that? You using that? And then if we carry on the conversation, that's when you go in and you talk. If she, you let her initiate the conversation. And then that's how, if you initiate the kind of conversation to me, oh, you must want to talk. Okay. We can carry on that conversation. Because for me, I like to be chased. I don't like to be the chaser. I know it's, it's a, it's a stereotype with guys when they say, oh, the dudes are supposed to be the chaser. I don't like that. Damn it. I want you to chase me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want you to chase me. If you like me for who I am and how the way I look and how the way I speak and how the way I like to tell corny jokes eventually every now and then, then we got a connection. I like to be chased. I don't like to be the chaser anymore. I've tried being the chaser so many years. It just never worked out for me. I'm done. I'm tired. So the question out there for all y'all, how do y'all shoot y'all shot? That is how I shoot my shot. Uh, all of those facts. I, that's how I like to. That's how I, I shoot my shot. Speaking of shooting great shots, guys, I know I'm late to the game because this every YouTuber, every podcaster probably already talked about this topic. But I know I am late to this game because the news broke out on. It was Wednesday, and we did, I think, the show. We did uh, KOP in the morning, Wednesday morning. So in the morning when we film and record and edit and get everything uploaded, I can't, like, cancel the upload and talk about this topic on that. So it happened Wednesday when the announcement came out. So I had to wait until this morning, Friday morning, to really talk about it because we had other shows and other things going on. But Rockstar Games finally announces GTA 6 first trailer uh, expected to come out the first trailer is expected to be seen uh next month so i'm excited i agree with a lot of youtubers out there right now um <clears throat> they they're saying that yes we're going to see a trailer next month honestly and i i think i posted it on a facebook forum because i was on facebook when the news broke out and then i commented on a couple of communities on facebook which guys if you guys got a facebook and you follow a lot of gaming communities they're very fun by the way um and then i mentioned this and a lot of people was like you might be right you might be onto something kennedy because if you guys remember the game awards comes out early december i want to say december from the 15th through the 18th, one of them, one of those days, we have the Game Awards, right? So I honestly do think we might see the first trailer at the Game Awards. That's just speculative. I don't work for Game Awards. I don't work for Rockstar. But that's just what I think is going to happen is you got the biggest gaming event in, in the world, the Game Awards, of course, right? 
So it makes sense to have a trailer, first ever trailer out there for uh, the Game Awards, right? It just makes sense. So I honestly do, do think Jeff Keighley's going to have the trailer and seen it and knows that it's coming to the Game Awards is what I think, right? Because it's just mar- it's a marketing play, right? So that's when I think we're going to see the trailer. I'm excited for the trailer because, again, I enjoy GTA 5. I think they overmilked it, right? Because it's been almost 10, over 10 years and they're still selling GTA 5 online. We're ready for 6, right? I don't think we're going to see GTA 6 come out next year. I don't see that happening. I don't. Of course, we're not going to have it in 2023, obviously, yes, because we're almost done with the year, but... 2024 we're not going to see gta come out to 2024 we're just not at most we're probably going to see gta come out maybe spring or summer of 2025 is what i think we're going to do because if you look back at their message they're saying you know yes the trailer is coming yes we're confirming it and i can we can't wait to give you guys updates within the next few years that's how they worded it so we're not going to see gta 6 come out in 2024 we might see it in 2025 right where we are towards kind of the end well kind of the end of the the current gen cycle but i don't know um we're we're that's all we're going to see now, for me, and I agree with um, one YouTuber, um, Rich from Review Tech USA, shot him out as well because he's a good YouTuber. He brought up a good point that I agree with. I would love to see them really bake this game, really cook this game to where it's supposed to be. So that way in 2025, I'm speculating, the game is going to be 100% complete. Right. We've seen it to where a lot of big game titles get rushed out because the fans want it out. They're half-baked. They're buggy. They're not as fun. And then it's hard to rebel. Now, the only true game that really sucked when it first came out and they rebelled out, in my opinion, was uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 27, where everybody was so anticipated and so happy and so ready for this game. And then when it came out, it was buggy as hell. And they lost a lot of money. They nearly went bankrupt. But then when they fixed the patches later, two years later-ish, right, they're back on the, the scope of things two years later after launch. And now that they're fixing bugs, GTA is the primal for Rockstar Games and Take-Two, right? So they're not going to mix, mess this game up. So they're going to take as many years as it takes for this game to be perfect. So when they retail it for $70, I wouldn't be surprised if they say $80 for this game, right? When it comes out, I'm getting it for PS5, obviously, and it's going to be 100% complete, right? So it's a whole process with that. I, I do see that this game is going to be sp- spectacular. I just want Take-Two and Rockstars, I want them to really take their time on it, right? They could have been working on it right after GTA 5. We don't know. We don't work for Rockstar Games. We don't know the ins and outs of it. But yes, they've had years to work on this game. But we're still going to see it in 2025. I don't want to see it come out in 2026 because that's, I mean, that's years from now. That's what, three years from now, right? But they can do it if they want to make a good sale. They don't want to mess it up, right? So I look, 
I'm excited for the trailer. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Um, I want to know if they're bringing back Michael, Trevor, and Franklin, the characters back, along with Lester, right? Will they continue on the the current cast that just made this game so iconic? Or will they make it to where they're introducing new characters and new actors, right? Who knows? Who who really knows what they're they're going to do? But I'm excited. I look forward to it. I do think we're going to see it at the Game Awards uh, next month. The first trailer, that is. And then then again, it's just the first trailer. So there's so much more that they want to bring out to the table when it comes down to this is 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 giving us more trailers right now before we get on to uh our other news with with tyrus the sports uh, news today um there's been talks about a smash brothers reboot um i'm very interested about that too because it's been rumored we don't know for sure but i would love to see a smash brothers reboot if it is happening i do think they're going to announce it within the switch 2 i don't know if that's going to be called switch 2 or not but of course the next generation of switch is coming around the corner i guess i mean it's been yes and no with that but if it does happen then we might see a smash brothers reboot now if we see a smash brothers reboot though and this is just my notes in nintendo i love smash brothers ultimate but I would have loved to see a Smash Brothers campaign mode, right? I think Subspace Emissary from Smash Brothers Brawl was amazing, right? It, it's, it was so cinematic. It was so simple, right? There was no voice acting-ish in that campaign, but you're able to <clears throat> you're able to see a good story and you get to play it as your favorite Smash characters in this one epic story, right? I, I love Subspace Embassy. I really do loved it in brawl so if we see a smash brothers reboot it wouldn't hurt for them to make another campaign right the same style as subspace embassy but just a little bit more 4k ish type quality better quality 60 frames per second would, wouldn't hurt right and you have all the characters and then you just really write a good story for all of these characters to intertwine like they did the subspace emissary so nintendo let's make it happen right it, it's no voice acting you need now if you want to add voice actors hey you hey the strike is over right so now you can get people back to work right so if you hire voice actors for this honestly if i work for nintendo if i ever wanted to work for nintendo i would love to be a director of the smash brothers reboot campaign story mode right i would love to write a whole story about all of these characters and there's another end of the world or tempting the end of the world like if they make it they can make it how let's say marvel made endgame right or avengers endgame and avengers infinite war right you know writing and then you intertwine that with smash characters right i i just think it would be cool it would be cool if they they had an open world concept with this reboot this smash brothers reboot i know they're probably gonna stick to the same formula that couldn't hurt y'all it really could not hurt. So that's just my my, my banter on that. Um, we've got Tyrus up in the studio as well to give us our sports news here today. Take it away, T. May I have your attention, please? It's time! The Philadelphia 76ers beat, in my opinion, the second best team in the NBA last night, the Boston Celtics. The Sixers are now six and one without James Harden. Ball's moving. Uh, the Clippers are 0 and two with James Harden. 
something I had said last year. I thought Harden was stunting the growth of the ascending young Tyrese Maxey, whose usage rate has gone up. He gets the ball. No more orange cone in the middle of the road blocking him known as James Harden. The Sixers have been talented for years, but they've always had this one agitating chemistry blocker on the roster. James Harden, Ben Simmons, Jaleel Okafor, maybe it was Nerland's Noel. Again, just an orange cone in the middle of the road stopping traffic. Well, now they have cleared the deck. You have a clear one, the MVP Joel Embiid, a great two, an ascending, dynamic, surging young athletic star, Tyrese Maxey, love his game, and then a very solid 17 a night, number three, no ego, Tobias Harris, surrounded by role players, many of who have expiring contracts, and you could upgrade this already very good team at the trade deadline. Collecting talent was what the process was all about. You remember Sam Hinkie, the process. Collecting talent, great. It did get you Joel Embiid, but not really anybody else, right? Maxi came from deep in the first round. The Warriors are the best example how important chemistry is. Uh, they got rid of ascending Jordan Poole, 25 a game talent, brought in old Chris Paul, scoring days are over. Significantly better team. Now, a very good road team where you have to hang out with teammates. Remember how bad the Warriors were on the road last year? Because on the road is when you're going to dinner and hanging out. They were fine at home, right? You can be an average team and win at home, average chemistry and win at home. The Warriors were awful. Tire fire on the road, no longer, because they got the one agitator out of the building. For years, I've heard this about James Harden. Well, I led, led, led the league in assists. That doesn't equal chemistry. Do you know Russell Westbrook's career average of assists is higher than LeBron's? You think he's a better chemistry guy than LeBron? There, there are a lot of fanboys out there that go, oh, Stefan Marbury used to get assists. Was he good for chemistry? James Harden gets assists playing with Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid won the MVP and he's a great finisher. So if I pass the ball to him, I would get an assist. That doesn't make it great chemistry. Harden has always been a me guy, and now the Sixers feel like we guys, right? It feels like the ball's moving, the chemistry's better. It was classic addition by subtraction. Well, speaking of happy, what's the opposite of that? Unhappy, let's talk New York Jets. So if you whiff on a quarterback, what transpires is a domino effect. And what Zach Wilson has become is human quicksand, pulling everybody in with him. So yesterday, a coach I defend because he's excellent on his side of the ball, brings straight energy and passion. Oh, that was bad. That was live and that was bad. When you whiff on a quarterback, you're constantly defending the indefensible. But just think of the domino effect with missing on Zach Wilson. Think of what it created. Massive stress on the GM, who now answers to a very impulsive ownership group. Stress agitation on the head coach who has to go in weekly radio hits tv hits and defend the indefensible gm and coach lots of stress they also gave up great not good great draft capital and then had to go get aaron Rodgers, who in his last year in green bay appeared to be 
a declining player who couldn't lead the Packers in a little wobbly division and a weaker conference to the playoffs. Couldn't beat Detroit at home. Then you had to bring in Aaron Buddies, Alan Lazard who can't catch, and Randall Cobb who can't get open three catches on the year. You had to do that for Aaron. Then you also had to hire an offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, with a hit-and-miss reputation in the league. Nice guy, is he a great coordinator? Would you hire him otherwise? Uh, no. Then you had to add, and a reach, add Dalvin Cook. I never liked that. You had a star running back, but that was to appease Aaron Rodgers. Look at the domino effect of Zach Wilson's miss it has created. You got the head coach going up, trying to defend it. Everybody in the locker room knows it doesn't work. I got nothing against Zach Wilson. I, I, I really don't. I wish it would work. I root for all young quarterbacks to work. Imagine if he was as good as Trevor Lawrence. Oh, wait. They could have had Trevor Lawrence, but they won meaningless games three years ago. In the end, there is massive stress around this organization. I like the coach. I like the GM. But you miss. You miss on that quarterback. I mean, let's be honest. Trey Lance was a miss for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Okay? It's all good now, but they have a three-game losing streak. And what if they lose in Jacksonville? Then the Brock Purdy story comes to a screeching halt as their schedule stiffens down the stretch. You can miss on virtually any position. You with a quarterback, the amount of stress that is piled on Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, reach for Dalvin Cook, get Aaron's buddies, spend lots of monies, now have no cap space, give up draft capital, and we're at week 10. This thing could careen off the freeway here any minute. Thanks, T, for that sports news for sure. Guys, you can you can check them out on Sports Talk, but of course we've got Addison and other reporters also on the show as well so that's just the direction we're going it just works it just works i'm sorry it, it just works now i wanted to talk about this other thing that happened down the street i'm just kidding kind of i mean our studio is here in atlanta i don't know if it's really down the street i'm just kidding but um yeah young bucks case um i was able to catch some of the case on the news uh a couple days ago and I, I don't want to speak so much on it, but I'm kind of feeling sad for Young Thug, right? Even if if it's gang related, I, I don't I don't I don't feel bad if it's gang related, right? Because I'm not I'm not I don't deal with all that. But I speak from a music maker myself. I made music before, got a couple of songs and a couple of albums on Spotify and I heard. So I know about that world. Um, but. It's really, to me, it's really a shame that when, if you are expressing just words, right? Whatever he said, lyrics, he's just saying it for his song because it's going to sell. He's creating art, in my opinion. It really sucks because now you have to, as other artists, they have to be really careful about what they say in their songs now. Because if you say something that you can make up, you can write a story about it about being in a, in a game i guess for an example you have to re be really careful because if you say it in your song you can get indicted for it <laughs> right that's what it seems like to me so it's a shame 
it really is a shame because I saw the the judge's ruling and first of all I, I didn't think it was funny but he was flipping through a lot of papers right where he's flipping through a lot of papers and trying to and it seems like it's a big case because I never seen a judge flip through a whole bunch of papers and have to stop and really think about what he's saying and then have to look at the notes and then say what he said right this must be a huge case um I do think that rappers artists singers they're going to other artists that is they're going to watch what they say nowadays because now they're afraid that hey if i say the same thing young bug might say in his other songs i might be indicted too right and i feel for him because i do it especially we do it here on the show when i get on a podcast and i'm writing my notes of what i'm going to talk about i'm like okay i can't talk about that because it's legal i ain't trying to get indicted you know so we all have to be careful about what we say nowadays because it seems like to me that when we say something that we're just expressing our opinion we get indicted for we as in people out there in general right um young thug i saw saw him in 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 video with, with with him in court he looked sad he looked tired he looks like he's over it um i'm not a huge young thug fan right but i have listened to quite a few of his songs and i feel bad for the man i do i re- i feel really really bad because you, you just you just have to be careful about what you say now you do you you have to really watch it you can't you can't say all the things you want to say and be creative with it because now you're getting indicted now you're getting in trouble right and this is it's a sad case i i really hate that for young thug i i hope that things come out life for him because really honestly he's just trying to do his thing because it sells now if he's in a gang then hey that's another scenario but if he's just expressing artistic form and lyrics you really should not be indicted for it but that is the world we live in today and it's it's a scary case it really is scary because he is an atlanta artist right and i rep for all atlanta artists because obviously i classify as an atlanta artist myself and we're here in atlanta downtown atlanta so it's just you know it's a sad case it's a very very sad case for sure but that's what's going on that's what's happening and it's it's not gonna get any easier i wish it would but it's not gonna get any easier so it's just kind of sad it's very very sad now coming up next of course we've got addison up in the studio to give us our latest in world news what's going on in the world uh, addison some of y'all might know this and some of y'all don't let's do it about her relationship with husband kenneth petty in a rare, intimate interview for Vogue's December issue cover story, Nicki Minaj opens up about her marriage to her high school flame, Kenneth Petty, and how they tackled their journey into parenthood. Minaj, born Onika Tanya Mirage, married Petty in October 2019, and welcomed their first child nearly a year later. They publicly refer to their three-year-old son as Papa Bear, never revealing his real name. When I was little, I always imagined princess and marriage and the wedding and now it's more to me about the life, the future, the love, the partnership, than the wedding," Minaj told ET in 2019. It's a so strange cause I didn't expect myself to be one of those people who didn't care about the hoopla, but I really don't. In June 2020, she talked about their marriage during her appearance on Lil Wayne's Apple Music series, Young Money Radio. 
I didn't think it would be as refreshing and calming as it is, she said. Even if you're not married, when you have someone that feels like your soulmate or someone who understands you, it just makes you feel like you're on top of the world. Minaj has often defended her husband and marriage against criticism since it was discovered that Petty is a registered sex offender. Petty's sex offender registration is a result of a 1994 incident where a 16-year-old girl reported that Petty raped her at knife point. Petty, who was also 16 at the time, was charged with first-degree rape. He initially denied the accusations before pleading guilty to attempted rape. He served more than four years in prison and was ordered to register as a sex offender. Although she doesn't address his checkered past, Minaj tells Vogue that Petty's indifference to the hard, dazzling shell of her fame drew her to him when they reunited. Because I've known my husband for so long, there's an ease we have with each other, she tells the outlet. We make each other laugh. We are silly. And we are always reminiscing about some old story. If it was a guy that I met as Nicki Minaj, I think I'd feel like they liked me because I'm Nicki Minaj, and what if I don't look like Nicki Minaj every day? And that, combined with pregnancy, would probably have made me crazy. Although Minaj has never shied away from sharing photos or videos of her son with her legion of fans known as Barb's, the rapper, has rarely provided insight into her mindset during her pregnancy. Minaj admits that she initially thought of her marriage and motherhood as escapes from her long-established brand. She recalls telling people that when she became a mother, she would be entirely focused on their care, believing that she could solely focus on being a mother rather than being consumed with her rapping career. But what happens is that you find out you have to work, she says, reflecting on how she and Petty tackled their son's infancy with no help whatsoever save for an occasional brief visit from a grandparent. The rapper admits that the experience was the most exhausted she's ever been, including her three world tours. That exhaustion affected her marriage, with Minaj sharing that things got testy between her and Petty. Because of our history, I think we knew we'd get past it. But there's no such thing as confidence in parenthood, she notes. There's a level of anxiety, and you think it's going to go away, but in fact it gets scarier. So often you think, I don't know how to do this. It was after a conversation with another woman about mom guilt that Minaj realized that trying to stay away from the only thing I know how to freaking do was fruitless. So she returned to make music, which leads to the imminent release of her upcoming fifth studio album, Pink Friday 2. When you look around and try to keep yourself in a grateful frame of mind, the things that you can be thankful for seem to start adding up and you realize that in the big scheme of things, most of the stuff you would have complained about is so trivial. She tells the outlet of her new state of mind leading to the album's release. It's been a constant race. But then you stop and realize there's nothing to run around for. That's the thing that's changed in me. It's not that I've taken these amazing steps. It's just about finally being happy with who you are as opposed to where you are. Thanks, Addison, for sure, for giving us that news topic of conversation in the world news. Addison, check her out also on Sports Talk, but she's also a correspondent on our other show, SNN, by the way. So don't miss out on that as well. Now, real quick, I want to talk about my must watch list and the thing that I'm watching as of late. 
Um, Selling Sunset. I know I've talked about Selling Sunset a whole bunch when it comes to our podcast show. Ever since they first premiered their heads on Netflix, I, of course, talked about them on the first about their first season now we are in season seven i want to say it was yeah season seven and of course the Oppenheim, jason and brett brothers they are expanding one more time i really love this season because they really expounded on inflation right we're in this world now inflation is still here by the way and the Oppenheim brothers are really dabbling more into and it's, it's hey you got to spend money to make money right you got to spend money to make money sometimes so the Oppenheim brothers they're spending money they spend money they're opening up a new office right next door to their original they got the com the uh cabo uh, office right and then now they got the oc office right so they've got a lot of offices for sure i'm excited for that as well now I haven't watched the reunion video yet, but I am going to watch it. This season's very amazing because, you know, this is the season where, of course, not only they're selling homes, but a lot of things have happened. Now, Heather, uh, Heather Ray Elmosa, you, you see her in the first couple of episodes, but then she has her baby. So, of course, she has the time out as where well. there's some drama between the ladies. Um, I want to see Christine Quinn come back, though. Christine, Christine Quinn stirred some shit up in the earlier seasons and she just disappeared she hasn't been on the show seasons after her last i think she's going to make a surprise comeback to the show i think it's going to be maybe next season she just makes that that little surprise now maya you don't see her as much now chelsea chelsea is a go-getter i love chelsea I know she's married and have kids, but Chelsea is fine, <laughs> right? So in the season, we're celebrating her big 30th uh, birthday. So she has a little shindig there. Now we do get to see Jason and Brett. They do have a little pit pat, I guess is one to call this little spat. I mean, it, when they had, the, and it was one episode, they were going at it because Jason was building, he, they're building the next, the new office next door to him, right? And Brett has to really think about the budget because of inflation and they're not making as much money. And then they're taking more taxes out of home homes. I forgot what that law was called, but, you know, they're taking out more taxes for homes. So a lot of people are selling their homes before they hit that tax because they don't want to as a homeowner, you don't want to pay that larger tax. Right. So Brett has to Brett's making sure that he saves every dime right now because it's, it's stressful. And Jason said, no, spend. No, we can spend that. No, we can spend that. No, we can spend that. I'm on Brett's side. Y'all know. Everybody in the studio know. When it comes to our projects, I look at the budget. If we can't spend it on this, no, there's a cheaper way of doing it, right? So I get very excited for that as well. Um, and then Mary, uh, I feel bad for Mary. Mary and her husband. Um, they try to have a baby in this season. And unfortunately, the baby did not uh, survive. Um, through her tummy to form um so she ended up having a miscarriage and losing the baby first baby with her and, and i think her husband's name is roman um so they didn't have the baby in this season so i get very sad for her because mary deep down she's a sweetheart right she just wants the best and she just wants to win and it seems like she's not really winning when it came down to that so that was a, that was a sad episode um amanza amanza she's also she's hot um but she's you know in the middle of a lot of drama and i really felt bad for her this season because 
when she gets dabbled into a lot of drama she just she's and she kind of reminds me a little bit of me right because i'm what you and this is the term called peacekeeper right when there's drama between two people that you really love you just want to be the peacekeeper you want to keep the peace between both of them you want to stay neutral but it's so goddamn hard to do that sometimes right so i feel for amanda i really really do um davida davida's not in this season thank god i'm not really a big fan of her uh, so you, we saw her at the, the ceremony, the opening ceremony, but she doesn't have a spot as a showrunner anymore. Uh, Crucial, I do say Crucial has changed this season, right? Um, she's getting a little bit, which is good. It's good for sometimes, right? She's getting tougher. She's getting, I don't want to say better, but she's getting tougher, right? She's having her opinion. She's having the drama, uh, a little bit between the ladies with Nicole and, and uh emma you know so it's a lot it's a lot that goes down to it i do like it that you know selling sunset this season they're they're sticking to the drama but they're sticking to selling homes and educating us about real estate right i love it because we all know selling tampa would have been a good show if they if they sold real estate they educated us a little bit more about real estate but it was just solely drama and you know obviously they don't have season two now selling sunset they're on seven seasons right so it's a hit it's a hit um so shout out to them shout out to the cast crew shout out to the openheim group um when i get there one day i'll use them to buy a house but they they selling multi-million dollar homes hey we ain't there yet right so good but yeah like i say good show watch it you 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 won't be disappointed selling sunset season uh seven now coming up next our last moment our last thing for the show here this morning KLP in the morning by the way uh simone simone tees of course to talk about our latest in culture news so simone take it away some of y'all might know this and some of y'all don't let's do it on the face of it, there are issues of equality here, of women being treated equally with men in the military. But there's also a darker side to this. 20 months into the full-scale invasion, many of the battles are battles of attrition. Ukraine has a population about one-third of Russia's, and now men who wanted to volunteer already have. It's becoming more difficult for the Ukrainian military to recruit men, and so thought is being put into attracting more women into the military. It's about involving all of society in defending the country, but it's also an indication of just how difficult this war has become for Ukraine. And you had about 20 women who turned up. They had heard about this on Instagram, on social media, or came with friends, and they put on body armor, put on, on helmets, and were practicing with rifles without any ammunition in the magazines. Um, they were practicing to shoot, to clean and assemble the rifle. Uh, so very basic military skills. And they were doing this, they said, because they felt that they needed to defend themselves and their families. And they may need to join the military, uh, given that the war could go on into the foreseeable future. So here's my article. If not me, who? As Ukraine seeks troops, women prepare for the call. Halina Vinokur, a clerk in a hardware store in Kiev, was shouldering a firearm for the first time. Irina Sichova, a purchasing manager at a department store, 
disassembled and reassembled the jumble of rods and springs in a Kalashnikov rifle. They were among two dozen women who turned out in a forest near Kiev one recent weekend for a course in firearms and urban combat, training that included shooting rifles, finding booby traps, and throwing hand grenades. They were spurred by a sense of duty, they said, realizing they might someday end up on the front lines. Nobody wants to fight in the trenches, said Oha Bakhmatova, 46, a psychologist who attended the training. It's unnatural to want to. But she felt it was inevitable that more women would wind up fighting, and she wanted to be prepared. Now I understand. If not me, who, she said. After 20 months of full-scale war, the fighting in Ukraine has bogged down in vicious battles of attrition, along a zigzag front line in the southeast. A steady supply of weapons and personnel are crucial, and while Ukraine has the benefit of Western-donated armaments, it relies on only its own population as a pool for replenishing forces, and Russia's is about three times as large. With so much hinging on refilling the ranks, efforts are underway to draw more Ukrainian women into the army. Volunteer groups offering all-female training, like the one near Kiev, are supporting the effort. About 43,000 women now serve in the Ukrainian military, according to the Ministry of Defense, an increase of about 40% since 2021, year before Russia's full-scale invasion. The proportional increase is less than the male fighting force, which has more than tripled over the same period. Ukrainian women are fighting in combat in southeastern Ukraine now. In several steps since the invasion, the military abolished restrictions that kept women from roles such as machine gunner, tank commander and sniper, and lifted rules prohibiting women from driving trucks. It raised the age limit for female recruits, previously 40, to 60, the same as for men. Earlier in the war, women had taken combat roles in paramilitary groups or by skirting rules, and they have been wounded, captured and killed the military does not release casualty figures for either men or women. Ukrainian army's outreach to women is a step toward equality, to be sure, but one that also reflects the tremendous toll the war has exacted. The hundreds of thousands of men who wanted to volunteer at the start of the war, many lining up on day one, have already joined. Many are dead or wounded. Ukraine now needs to mobilize and train many more soldiers to sustain its resistance to the Russian invasion, even as men are increasingly dodging the draft. The all-female training sessions are aimed at providing a learning environment where the women would not feel less knowledgeable than men and where their efforts would not continually be compared with male physical strength. Women are able to fight on an equal footing with men and at the same time remain feminine, said Daria Tribu, founder of the non-governmental group called Ukrainian Valkyria, that is leading the training sessions. The gender of a warrior makes no difference. Ms. Vinokur, 26, the hardware store clerk, turned out for the training with a friend after seeing an advertisement on Instagram. What attracted me is this is only for women, she said. It's more comfortable, especially for the first time, handling a weapon. As women, we're all on the same level, she said. Of serving in the military, she said, everybody understands the war won't be over in a month. I don't want to, I never wanted to, but I understand I should be ready to. Ukraine's military has focused primarily on ways to improve conditions for women already in the military, such as providing gender-specific clothing and body armor, and not a mobilization. It does not draft women, though recently it has required that women with medical training register for the draft. Women who want to serve must enlist. At the recent session near Kiev, beginners learned to adjust the sling on a Kalashnikov rifle. Too loose and it bounces. Too tight and it cannot quickly swing into position to fire. 
The male instructor, an active duty paratrooper, demonstrated reloading a magazine, clearing a jammed cartridge, and firing from a prone position. Instances of friction have become more common. In July, the police arrested officials in military recruitment offices for taking bribes from men of $250 to $1,500 to avoid the draft. And President Volodymyr Zelensky fired all regional heads of draft offices for bribery concerns. In August, the military cut back on deferments for chronic diseases. Now, men with asymptomatic tuberculosis, hepatitis, and HIV are eligible for the draft. In June, the military tightened exemptions for men caring for disabled relatives or studying at graduate schools, where enrollment has bloomed since the invasion. To accommodate women, the Ministry of Defense introduced a female-specific uniform over the summer, and this month the Ukrainian army issued female underwear. The first indication of a possible draft for women came into effect on October 1st, with the law requiring women with medical training to register at recruitment offices. They are not being called up but are required to undergo medical checkups and receive draft cards. Women have been drawn in particular into piloting drones flown for surveillance or to drop explosives on the enemy. Women who can fly drones are people who could tomorrow, if needed, get a drone to target artillery fire, said Valerie Butervik, a drone unit commander and founder of a group dedicated to training female pilots called Pilotesi. Mr. Borovik founded Pilotesi in Kiev in the first month of the full-scale invasion while scrambling to find drone pilots. The fashion show organizer helped recruit, and some of the first students were models and actresses. About a third of these women have since joined the army, he said. Women study combat drone piloting for a range of reasons, he said. Some think they may be called up to fight and want a useful skill. Others are already in the military and want to move from supporting positions or medical jobs to combat roles. I can be called up to the army, so I decided that I should have some skills for the front line, said Alina Budnova, 24, who graduated from the medical university last year and is now required to register for the draft. She said she was motivated to prepare because I want to protect my country. Miss Budnova was starting with the basics left and right turns, hovering, keeping the drone in the line of sight of satellites for navigation. She flew carefully, low to the ground, buzzing over dry brown autumn grass and flowers in the training field. Women often feel themselves second class in the military, so one of the drone trainers, Deanna, who asked that only her first name be used for security reasons, they are physically weaker and there are things they cannot do, but they are on equal footing in piloting drones. I joined the army to fight, not shuffle papers, she said. The Valkyria group has trained about 200 women in firearms and other combat skills. Women who complete the course and wish to join the army sign up at recruitment offices. About one in five of the students have done so, Ms. Tribuk said. Out in the force, the all-female group trained for combat. Some having an introductory lesson, other practicing advanced skills. The group makes a few nods to gender. Some of the targets were pink balloons, and a car was parked nearby as a private space for changing into camouflage. A few hours into the training, a group of half a dozen women, including Miss Sichova, the purchasing manager, practiced assaulting a building. They walked up stairwells, through corridors, around corners, covering one another, patting one another on the back, and keeping their weapons trained on possible threats. All right. Thanks, Simone. Really appreciate it. I appreciate all the cast and crew, Addison, Simone, and T, for giving us your, your topics. 
on the show. You guys, honestly, you guys help make the show blossom, right? And I love y'all for that. Don't forget, I love y'all. Y'all, y'all are goats. So that's going to wrap it up here on this morning show. KLP in the morning with yours, KLP Kennedy Lucas. As always, guys, please, if you like today's episode, if you're watching the video version, either on YouTube at KLP Entertainment, don't forget to hit that like, comment, and subscribe. And hit that bell notification so that way you don't miss out when we upload next on YouTube. But if you're watching the video version on Spotify video, we really appreciate it. Um, our number's been really good on Spotify video, by the way. So we got to keep that going. And if you're listening to the podcast on any platform you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, our Heard Radio, uh, share with your friends because that is the way to go. And everybody can get in their daily uh, routine and they can get in their podcast for the morning again. So that's going to wrap it up here on this morning show, KLP in the morning. I've been your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. And as always, I say to everybody in the around the Atlanta area, good morning, Atlanta. Stay safe. Stay swanky. Peace. Peace.